Hello and welcome to the Luxury Lounge. That's right, every Thursday we head into the lounge, we shut the door, and we air our grievances with the world. And there is no grievance that's too big or too small or too frivolous. That's what the Luxury Lounge is for. You can air anything you'd like and we will, my guests and I, will take your complaint and push it to new heights and extremes that no one thought was even possible. That's the thing. This is the land of unlimited possibilities for your complaint. And we want you to send them in. jtrainpodcast.gmail.com That's the email that works for both shows, the advice, but also the the luxury lounge. So jtrainpodcast.gmail.com Title it Luxury Lounge so we know it's a Luxury Lounge complaint. Shelby, our master producer, the 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 Jeff Bezos of podcasting. He has his beak dipped in all these different shows. He's up late at night reading the emails. He's got the little tiny glasses on, little candle. He's reading your emails. And again, here's what helps get you into the lounge as far as a complaint is concerned. Brevity and specificity. That's tough. I'm not saying that's easy. As a creative myself, an artist, uh, a person of the art, I, I understand that's hard. Cutting the fat. Got a lot of issues with that myself. So you got to make sure. Brevity, specificity, those are the best types of complaints. And if you really want to be a part of the lounge and you want to guarantee your complaint gets read, you can join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Every Friday I do a luxury lounge in the Patreon. I read every complaint. Every week. Last week, I think we had 25 complaints that I read through. Wow. It's a lot of complaining. But I, and, and I complain with every one of them. So, like, it is funny. I'm, I'm actually training for the Luxury Lounge every week. I, okay. I, I practice my complaining. I practice the art of misery. You know, so I and, – and let me bring on our guest. A returner to the hey. lounge. It, it is so good to have you back. It, it, a fan favorite immediately. People were so – Loved you. Well, shout out to the J Train fans. Thank you. Yeah. Rob Hayes, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me back. It's, it's great to be pleasure. here. Complaining is one of my favorite pastimes. <laughs> right. Yeah, I love it. I love it more than baseball. I think I'm with you. I, I'm, I, I think complaining, it, it is, this is, you know, some people, the people who don't get it, you get it, you, you know they don't get it right away. They're like, oh, yeah, there's bigger problems. And you're like, yeah, you don't get yeah. the mental health. Mm-hmm. That we are getting from complaining. We know there are bigger problems. Right. That's al- already a problem within having small problems. Right. Is that you know there are bigger problems. Right. And you can't even get to those bigger problems mm-hmm. because you're surrounded by these small problems. Right. It is, it is a task to deal with. Yeah. We've seen the footage. Right. We've seen tanks on TV. Right. We've, we've seen all of that. We know it's stuff going on. We're on the same Twitter as you. We can't even get to that no. stuff because we have our small stuff that's in the way. Right. It's like... It's like it's those people on the street with with petitions. They, mm-hmm. They're there for better causes than what I'm going to rush for. Yeah. But I got to live my life. I'm in a rush to I'm go. I'm late. I got to get my nails done. Yeah. Right? I got to get a pedicure. I want to help Planned Parenthood, but, you know. I don't want to back up the manicures. Right. right. I got they. There are other <laughs> people waiting to get their nails done. Right. I have an appointment. I have an appointment. I have to honor the time. What? Right. And and it's something that you can do. You get it. 
you get, I get it. it. Everyone get needs to it. go follow Rob. At Rob Hayes, so funny. Um, he is going to be in Boston. I know there's Boston people out there. You want to go to a show, go see Rob. He's so funny. October 21st and 22nd. You're going to be there. Mm-hmm. That's my hometown. I'm from outside of Boston. Wow. That's right. Okay. So you're going to have a great... Where's the show? The show, Hideout Comedy. Um, I know Hideout. Yeah. Great people. Fun yeah. shows. So yeah. I want everyone to go... Uh, at Rob Hayes on Instagram, you can find all the ticket information. Mm-hmm. Also, Sherman Showcase is going to be on IFC. Is that so? You were writer on Sherman Show Showcase. Writer on Sherman Showcase. Love it. Second season. Second season. You can watch all the first season on Hulu, I believe. First season's on Hulu. Love it. Yeah. Um, and I it's play like a sketch comedy. Characters. Yeah. It's a sketch comedy, but it's in the world of a dance show. Love so, it. So you know, a lot of music, a lot of. Uh, Throwback commercials, a lot of just just nostalgia. People, Sherman Showcase on IFC. I want to get into another topic with you. Okay. You have a podcast called The Inconsistent. The videos I see, great. Everyone go listen to Rob's podcast, The Inconsistent. You're a huge shoe guy. I'm a huge shoe guy. I I was a part of a shoe sketch show called Sneak This with uh, a shoe kicks. Really? One of a kind. The only of its kind. Right. Like, try to do sketches just for the world of sneakers. What? So what is the world of sneakers? Because, I, I mean, it's a stupid question, but it's also not that stupid because I don't know it. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like people who get into sneakers are dealing with something. What Really? You know, <laughs> There's like, a dark like history. I, I wear Jordans because the years my parents were married are mm. the years Michael Jordan played with the Bulls. Okay. They got married in 84, and then they got divorced around the time he was on the Wizards. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wear J's. I don't know why other people are wearing really? J's. I got my own thing. That's so like, this is harkening back to a simpler time, mm-hmm, a, a beautiful mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Mom and dad were together. I, 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 it brings me back to those years of my life. Yeah. Are when, you wearing Jordans now? I'm wearing Jordan 7s. When these came out, we went to Disneyland. <laughs> so it you know what I'm saying? It's a good time. Hold on. Are we good Uh-oh. on top? All right, we're fine. Some of the wallpaper is coming off the wall here I, in Feather Nation we're Studios. Too we're too excited. Yeah, we got too excited about, about Jordans. Wait a minute. So, I mean, these, but uh, would you consider these art? You're wearing the shoes you're wearing right now as a, as a shoe, as a sneaker head, so to speak. I don't know if it's. I mean, I, I would say yes, it's art. Right. There, there, there are thing, There are choices that are made that are for performance and function, and there are other choices that are made purely for aesthetics. Because I've watched your videos where you explain the shoe. How many shoes do you have? Um, I'm not as crazy as other people. I'm not in triple digits. You know, fifty pairs. I'm. I'm. I'm above fifty. Above fifty. Below a yeah. hundred. Yeah. So but that see that's funny. Even saying I'm not as crazy as other people are means you're a little crazy with it. I'm a little. I mean, when you could go a year straight, no repeat. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty insane. That's yeah, that's pretty. I mean, well, go ahead. Yeah, but like, I could go. I could switch up every week for a while. See, I'm wearing sneakers right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, I do understand when your feet look good, you feel better. Yeah, I do agree with that. I got these. I made them online. Okay, so these are the fly. What are they? The flyers? Do you have you are familiar with these shoes? They 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 are giving me blazer. Blazer, blazer. Yeah, That's yeah, the one. yeah. So I got them made. You can go on Nike, okay. and I got the purple with white. Okay, you can do the bottom, and then I put on the back board lord. 
Okay, okay. So they feel like mine. I feel like I'm putting on show shoes. Yeah, yeah. So I do understand now more than ever before. What what age were you when you started getting into sneakers? They were always around. I will say my like my my baby shoes were Jordans like and they wasn't they were a gift. Mm. So it's not even like my parents got it started. It's right. like it's already started before they were able to make decisions. Okay, so we're in the lounge right now. You're free to complain about anything you'd like, but mm -hmm. I would, what's your biggest sneaker complaint? Because, oh, again, I watch Rob has great TikToks explaining the shoes and why you wore them. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I can't look away. I love those videos. Oh, really? Yeah. I stopped doing it because I thought people weren't like like feeling it. And mm -hmm. I was like, maybe I'm, you know, I got be, to the, listen, being too I, braggy. No, I, I didn't see it as a brag at all. I guess that's a luxury lounge complaint in itself. You can yeah. say what was on your feet. Yeah. But it had like history. It had personal I tried stories. To, I tried to like make, you know, the whole video all related the song choices normally right. you know when they originally came out the yeah i try to make jokes i try to I make was it into funny it. yeah i'm i'm going to bring it back rob hayes kicks <laughs> rob hayes kicks yeah thing I was what's your biggest out. complaint with sneakers my biggest complaint with sneakers is people who try to police like make rules mm. when sneakers comes from people who were breaking the rules Right. The you, rules used to be hard bottom shoes, dress shoes. This is a fantastic point. You couldn't go to a function mm -hmm. in sneakers. Mm -hmm. These people were like, I'm going to create a sneaker so nice that you could go to a function where sneakers wouldn't be allowed and wear them confidently. Yeah. And in a collective mindset change and a collective acceptance of, right. all right, why can't you wear this here? Right. Like, where are these rules coming from? You know? Interesting. And so I think when people put rules on sneakers, they're going against the whole thing. The whole reason they were created. In the yeah. Front. I, I, that is, yeah. It is. Sometimes the luxury lounge gets into life lessons. That 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 mm -hmm. is a that's a true that that's a true life lesson. Yeah, like you're not even uh, we're here because of rules being broken. Yes. Now you're what is a rule people are trying to put on it? Um, like what sneakers are acceptable, what's, what sneakers aren't acceptable. Everyone has feet. Right. I don't want everyone wearing what I got on. Right. That's part of it is individuality. Right. That's why I put Board Lord on the back of my shoes. The chances are slim. There's another Board Lord out there. Right. Very slim. You Even at the skate park. Right. You could wear those to the skate park <laughs> and there might not be another person that's the Board Lord. Right. Yeah. It, it it's a it's a see you came to the lounge for some complaining and you got life advice everyone go follow rob at rob hayes on instagram going to be in boston october 21st and 22nd i'm on the road people if you're listening right now i'm going to be at mohegan sun in connecticut this weekend baltimore maryland richmond virginia boston mass i'm going to be coming to boston the first show sold out second show added miami florida also new york city gramercy theater we're doing it December 8th. Come on out. Jaredfree.com for tickies. Jaredfree.com. I'll get to my complaint, and then we'll do yours. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Hit the music. Jared, he has some problems. The music played last time you were on. Jared. I believe so. I believe so. You're the first one to not be surprised by the music. Oh, yeah. No, I, I know about the song. Well, because oh, yeah. we, sometimes the song doesn't right work. We have to put it in post. 
Okay. Jared you've gotten the full has experience. a lot of issues. Jared has a issue with a lot of things that we can discuss. Can you relate <coughs> to the problem now? Man. Now, my complaint, and I'm happy you're here, Rob Hayes, because mm-hmm. you are in the industry more than me. I'm in this off podcast world of weirdness we're taping from my studio apartment you're you're in hollywood you understand the business i'm near hollywood okay you're you're adjacent i can get to hollywood at short notice so you but you could maybe give me some you could add to this complaint i love college game day it's okay. on ESPN every Saturday morning. You're also from Atlanta, so that's a college football hotbed. Went to the University of Georgia. National champions. National champions. They would never say they would never say when they were coming. Right. They no, they do the week of. They the week of. Yeah. So we're all like cleaning up stuff, like, well, you know, they're not gonna come if it's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> we better we better we better break this quad, you know. <laughs> Dude, when you're in college at one of these schools that they might go to, you the game finishes and you look towards next week and you go, we might be a college game. We day. might be. On we might be game the, the location. We go, you go. Oh, Penn State, Ohio State. I'm. We're number five. They're number two. They're definitely coming here. You can feel that they're coming, but you're not sure because you don't find yeah. out until like Tuesday. Scrub and then it's in that this, mascot helmet. Right. Get you it ready for league. Scrub that mascot helmet. Because <laughs> we I, don't need league getting no kind of fungus from our right. school. <laughs> we don't want them to talk bad about us. <laughs> I am such a huge. fan. I'm so happy you have knowledge about this show because mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. college game day I think is. It it is it was the best one of the best shows on television. Come on, it picked up when when Saved by the Bell left off. Right, you know, like Saved Saturday mornings. Right, Saved by the Bell had it in the stranglehold. Right. Then here comes College Game Day. Right, and it worked because it was goofy. It was on location. Mm-hmm. You had the signs of the fans. You had the energy added by the place. They would do a sad story. They do a fun story. Mm-hmm. Looking way back when, I actually pitched espn on being kind of the wacky guy as a part of the show when i uh, okay like 10 years ago i pitched them like i was like i want to add an element where i tore the tailgates at the the field and like talk about the you know how it started with the families i had all these ideas wacky with j train was basically yeah, like let's bring yeah. a comedian into this and be a piece of the pie okay they said no to that and then they went you know uh, as pitches go you know um but I would say the show is at a crossroads. And what they've done, Lee Corso, who is the older coach, and he was always a little too old to be there. It seems that, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It seems that he's aged out in a way that, like, I hope he's okay. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's been sick a couple of weeks. He hasn't been, he hasn't been there. And the, the best part of the show is at the end, he puts on a helmet or a mascot head mm-hmm. from the team and everyone cheers or boos. And it's a fantastic moment. That was just perfect TV. It had a beginning, middle payoff, and yeah. it was great. Kirk Herbstreet's on the show. He was always like, you know, kind of felt like he was Lee Corso's aide a little bit. Like he was like, hell, you know, but he was like super serious. You got Desmond Howard, who was great because he's, you know, the Heisman Trophy winner. Mm-hmm, he added, mm-hmm. he added, um, like, you, you know, this is an important person. Yeah. You had uh, the host who they had Chris Fowler. 
And now it's Reese. uh, Reese Davis. Okay. So then they both, I think Reese Davis was a good replacement for Chris Fowler. Honestly, they're the same type of guy, very hosty, very, you know, whatever. That was a good handoff. It was a good handoff. You know, like real smooth. You didn't even but hardly that's, notice. That's my problem. They handed off a position to a guy who could take over the position. Now, I don't know what they're doing. They've added Pat McAfee to the show. They added a woman from uh, from from uh, Peloton to mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. It's gone off the rails. It's not what it was. They keep adding things in. And it seems like they're worried about the audience going down. The audience is going down for all TV. Yeah. It feels like they got caught up on the audience going down, which is going down for all TV, mm-hmm. and they went and purchased audiences. They paid Pat McAfee to purchase his audience. They paid the woman, and I'm forget, I'm forgetting her name. If you could look it up, um, the Peloton woman. They paid for her and her audience to come on the yeah. show and do a segment, and it's just not working like it was and it makes it mm-hmm. makes me sad it's a show i loved it didn't need any fixes i mean i'm someone 10 years ago who tried to i when i came in i was like no i don't want you know i'm not trying to like be the host i'm not trying to be i want to be a little piece of this show yeah i want yeah, 10 minutes yeah. to add to what i love so much mm-hmm. and now it feels like they've got mac and then they got this guy the bear the bear does the prognostication he's the perfect example of what this show is doing wrong the bear used to come on and he was like this nerdy guy who would pick a couple games cuz he was into you know gambling yeah now he's doing segments he's standing he's talking too much get no he was a 5 minute piece of this beautiful thing I used to love, and I'm watching it go away, and it makes me feel old. It makes me feel, mm-hmm. you know, upset. I used to watch that last half hour and get the payoff with Lee Corso, and to me, at this point, I just want the show blown up and for them to start over. Like I want, like I, someone. You know how hard that's gonna be. It's never gonna happen. It's like American Idol. They just keep going until it dies. Wow. Right? Doesn't it depress? You? Like I. I even the crowds seem different now. Like, okay, so I live in Los Angeles mm-hmm. now. So college game day goes off at 9 in the morning. Well, no, even earlier, 6 a.m. That's when St- it starts, yeah. Right, it starts it's at 9 a.m. here. Yeah, so it starts at 6. Yes. It goes off at 9. Right, it goes off. What I'm saying is I might wake up 9.05, miss, miss the whole thing. Game's already going. Dude, I remember being in college hungover. It'd be 11. I would wake up at 11.50. Oh, thank God. I didn't miss Lee yeah, Corso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I, it's just, I guess my complaint is aging. That, like, you know, things change. People change. Time goes on. Your shows are going to change. Saved mm-hmm. by the Bell ends. College yeah. game day begins. Mm-hmm. It's a depressing end of an era to me. This week, more than anything, because Lee Corso wasn't there because he was sick. And I hope he's okay because I'm such a huge fan. You go, ah. They should have groomed. I'm old. They should have groomed the old guy. Steve Spurrier. He's right there. Ooh. The old ball coach. He's got a personality. He's Different funny. Different sweater vest for every team. Right. He put on a sweater <laughs> vest for the team that he thinks going to win. Something. Yeah. They, I kind of like that. Hate Steve is, Spurrier for, for Georgia Bulldog sure. reasons. But I like that idea. He's the perfect personality for that chair. Yeah. And instead of just going with what, what they did with Fowler and mm-hmm. Reese Davis, mm-hmm. where they were like, okay, same same uh, same 
t-shirt different guy they went in this pat mcafee direction i'm not here to talk shit on pat mcafee he's fine like Mm -hmm. i get what he does might work for his show it doesn't it's not working right now and i know they're trying to figure it out i don't know i feel like i'm like the twitter i feel like a yelp reviewer right now like i I, I feel like an ass because a little bit but that's that's how far you're invested i am you don't want to look like a a uh the yelp reviewer i'm cheering for the show you know like you like this show right you know it's not required to enjoy college football to have a pep show right you know what i'm saying like it doesn't have to be there it's there because we love it right Right. You know, college football is huge. College there are hundreds of teams. Right, right, right. It's a huge thing and to cover. They, and you, just as you said, when they're coming to your school, they, it's I mean, magic. the song says it. They're coming to my city. And a bang, bang, and a chang, chang. Right? <laughs> they do the song. Yeah. They, we are coming yeah. to your city. Well, hit the music. Let's get Rob's complaint. It's the guest's turn to complain. It's your turn, buddy. They're ready to jump in. He's ready. They've got lots of problems too. It problems. ain't all about Jared. Let's hear their complaint of the day. Let's hear their complaint of the day. Came on the show. They're invited on the show to have some fun and complain with you. I'll never learn these lyrics. Let's hear that complaint. Let's hear. Oh, I don't listen. That's okay. It's, a, it's very hard to learn the lyrics to this song. The way you sing it, you sing it in a way that's right. like, if somebody knows the lyrics, right. they, they really, they're, a fan. they're good. Someone sang along. Someone at home is a little embarrassed because they're like, damn it, I know this song too well. No, nah, that, mean, that means you're really good. That's right. That means you are good at... at retaining <laughs> lyrics yeah because the music doesn't really go with the music the, the, the words don't go with the and then sometimes it really really goes with the music right <laughs> <laughs> which is also like unique because right. some people are special when they can like go away from the mm-hmm. music and it sounds it's a little good. bit of scatting yeah some scatting. Like a jazz musician mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. ahead you got a complaint um yes well one of the i mean okay i got one that is probably very specific and then one that's probably been covered since the beginning of time. Um, The other day I was talking about my vehicle and someone assumed that I had a Dodge Charger. Okay. I'd never said anything related to, I just said my car. All you said was my car, and someone went directly to Dodge Charger. They're like, you got a Dodge Charger, don't you? And I was like, what? And that that just shows they're a complete stranger, and they've put me in a box. Absolutely. They looked at you, They Dodge looked at Charger. me, Dodge Charger. And that's crazy, because though I might dress like the core demographic for a Dodge Charger. <laughs> I don't know what the core is. Is it a racially charged thing? I don't even know if it's racially charged. I think it's like hat tilt. I mm. think I think if you purchase this hat, you still are in the range of a lot of cars, yes. right? You know, mm-hmm. you you wear a certain way. They're like, all right, bed in the back. That's right. that's if he wants a truck, <laughs> right? Right. That's right. a truck guy, you Fair. know. But it's like the tilt to the back. It's like all right, that's a charger. That's guy. That's a Dodge Charger guy. Yeah. 
I've and had I, this happen to me with other things. I, I didn't I, like it that. It is annoying. I didn't like that because they don't know how I park. Right. I don't have the parking skills for that big of a car. <laughs> right. You know, like I, I, you know, I'm good at parking my small vehicle that I can, you know, mm. see in all in the angles, every, all the angles and everything. It. I don't have the parking skills for a Challenger or a Mustang or nothing huge like that. I had someone do this to me the other day. I was talking to a woman from a dating app. We mm-hmm. moved from dating app to texting. Okay. I, uh, she was like, what's going on? I, she, I was in Albany doing shows. I go, yeah, I'm about to do the late show, hoping it goes well. And she wrote back something along the lines. I mean, I could read the text. Okay. And this text. I believe the summary. It's not yeah. that I don't trust okay. you. No, I know. I, I want to I get it right, though. I don't, All right. I'll read it. I'll read it. Hey. It's not even about proving it. It's about I want to make sure I don't say it wrong because I want to make sure it, it uh, gets. Okay. Uh, that, uh, All right. But, well, no, then I'll read go ahead. It. I, I no, read it. Read so it. I, no, I'm going I'm to do the summary because I go, I got shows. I'm, I'm about to do my second show in Albany, hoping it goes well. She wrote back, I'm sure there's enough Jewish people for it to do well. Oh. And I was like. And okay. I wrote, and I got annoyed because yeah, you put me in a yeah, box. Yeah, you yeah, be- yeah. Uh, From your perspective, you believe that my humor is only for a Jewish person. Yeah, which yeah. I was like, th- that first of all, that's offensive to me as a comedian. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the the idea that I'm going to Albany hoping a Jew shows up so I get one laugh. Like, yeah, how yeah. much do do you think I'm not? You know, and people do that to me all the time, and I'm not sure if you get that as a black man. Uh, sometimes. Where they sometimes, go? Where they make the assumption? Like, well, you know, if there's, you'll be okay if there's one Jew there. Like what? Yeah, yeah. No, I'll be okay if there's a human there. I'll be okay if there's someone there with a sense of humor. Right. Someone that saw what's going on and be like, I want to go to that. Right. It is, <laughs> right. And it's the same thing as the charger. Like you, you go. How many assumptions did you make about yeah. me to get to I drive a Dodge Charger? Yeah. And then you try to go, you know, you're giving an empathetic view. You go, well, it's the tilt of my hat. They mm-hmm. must have gone. Mm-hmm. You're doing the most kind version of yeah. why they thought yeah. you were a Charger. Yeah, no, I could go other places uh, for right. sure. I went to other places, yeah. and I did that for her. I go, well, she, you know, she doesn't know my comedy. She's never seen me live. Yeah. She must, yeah. You know, it's one thing. But the, the harshest place for me to go is she's seen me live. She watched it. She went, only a Jew could get this stuff. No one else would find this funny. Mm. And then made that assumption for everything I was... It's like, you know, Sebastian Maniscalco. The idea that only an Italian person could like Sebastian is is mean to Sebastian. Yeah. And the other people. Yeah. There's plenty of people that like Sebastian. I feel like you can't get big if only one group likes you. Well, that's, that's the other thing that's... That's infuriating about it. Yeah. Well, how many? How limited do you think my range mm-hmm, is? Mm-hmm. Like I can only do this at bar mitzvahs across the country. Yeah, then not the case. Not the case. I've seen it. Thank you. You In ready person. to go to the emails? Yeah. Let's. Do you have another complaint? The, you have I, another one. You know, th- this one is well charted territory. It's just if you are in the back of the plane, no matter how far you run to the front of the plane when it's time to deplane. You know you're in the wrong. Right. You know you're in the wrong. Right. Let's just all sit until it's our out. Like, how long does it take to stand up from an airplane seat? Here's, it's, it's, it's being unpacked on social media. I've seen a couple of videos, TikToks. Your complaint is valid. Mm-hmm. There's an in-between, though, too. I sit, 
I de- I fly Delta every week. So okay. I get pushed up. Yeah. So I should be able to get up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when someone looks ahead of them and goes, ah, they're standing up too soon. It's like, well, there is a middle ground. There is, you should sit until the people in front of you start getting up. It should, it should be like the wave. It should be like the wave. And if you take longer than get up, then sure, start getting up early. But right. if if you are, can just pop up out the seat. Right. Pop up. Right, right. And, and also, if you missed your chance, let some people go while you collect yourself and take yeah. your time. Yeah. We're all getting off of this boat. Mm-hmm. We're all going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I do understand. Like, I get up quick if I'm in that first two rows. I should be getting up quick. Yeah. They had an announcement over the loudspeaker. They go, the, I was on a plane. It landed here in New York. And they're like, before we got to the gate, they go, there are people with connections that need to get off. So if mm-hmm. you could please wait for the people with connections, they I'm sure they would appreciate it. And I'm sure when you're in a rush to make another plane, you would appreciate it too. I thought it was a great speech. Yeah. But then I go, Please, and then in my head I go, they got to announce the seat numbers. You can't make that announcement and just go, people need to go. No, you have to go 21F, 24B, 13A. Those are the people that need to get off of this flight. They need to let us know so that we Can know. Can they legally do that? I don't know. Is it our HIPAA? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I, know. I, I, they I, probably be, could do that. So then I, So then the plane gets to the place and we all sit. And the people who are making connections, they're running with their hair on fire. Mm-hmm. And there was, it was funny because people did respect it, which I was actually surprised about. The woman who was in a rush to get to her flight starts yelling at another person who got up going, they made an announcement about my flight. We have to get off. And the other person goes, yeah, me too. I'm one of the people. Yeah. And she was like, and it was funny. It's like they turned on each other. Yeah. These are two people in yeah. the same boat and they couldn't even That's the thing. Some people in the airport they think that they're in charge. Right. They think they're in charge. One di- one time I did made the mistake of sitting in the gate number mm. instead of my seat number. Oh, so, so you got to the plane and you got to 56B. Thirty yeah, thirty two C or whatever right, right, I'm right. sitting. I'm like, it says here on the ticket, the people come to my seat. I, I have a medallion. Right. I'm not, you know, I'm not diamond. You're not I don't nobody. have any gems, right. but I do have a medallion. You got status. So I get on after Comfort Plus. Mm-hmm. So I've been sitting there for a minute. I'm like, it says here on the ticket, everybody's like, that's the gate number. You're in 27 something. Mm-hmm. So now I got to get up. People not forgiving for when you're coming the no. opposite way. You cannot swim against stream. I get to like, maybe I was in 21, because it, it was a while away. I get to about two rows away, mm-hmm. just like getting through people as people are like waiting to get by, putting up bags and stuff. And then this guy's like, where are you trying to get to? <laughs> and I'm, so you, the and I'm like, 21A or whatever over here. And he's like, oh, 21? Good luck. There's like 60 Dude. people behind me. Right. And I'm like, thank you for counting. Right. Like, how, how about do you been... know the people behind you? But also, when you scan your boarding pass, right. you're going straight. Right, right. You don't know how many people are no. behind you. And how about you understand that we don't leave unless I sit down? 
We yeah. are in this together. Yeah. This good luck thing. No, good luck to you, buddy. Yeah. You're holding this up. Take a left. Get in there. You're not in charge. Let's go to the If you would just not talk to me and right. walk, I could snake through another road. Right. We'd be good. Yeah. Let's get to the complaints. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Rob Hayes. Go follow Rob Hayes at Rob Hayes, Boston, uh, October 21st and 22nd. It is called Sherman Showcase. It's on IFC, second season. We are sponsor people. Ooh. I love, we have some great sponsors this time of year because they make sense. You know when a sponsor makes sense? This is, this is perfect. Better help. Uh, sometimes you can fixate on a problem for so long that you don't take the time to find a solution. Seasons are changing. Feelings are changing. I think BetterHelp is a great way to dip your toe into the professional therapy world. It might not be for someone who's been going to therapy their whole lives, but it might be for someone who's like, I kind of feel like I should talk to someone. This is a great opportunity. Uh, therapists can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. I just love that BetterHelp gives you a chance to be like, because what I do, I'm, I'm this way. I need a therapist. Then I Google therapist and I think, Jared, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, this isn't how you find one. BetterHelp can give you a whole marketplace and it has, it's, it's at a better cost because you're not paying for the office space and all those things that go into going into someone's office. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video phone and chat therapy sessions. You can choose to not see anyone on camera. That's so much more comfortable, especially for someone new to it. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash JTrain today to get 10% off your first month. That's a chunk of change, people. 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash JTrain. All right, let's get to the complaints. You ready, Rob Hayes? I'm ready. Luxury Lounge, not answering emails. Jared, my complaint today is about work emails. I work for a large cardiology group with several locations. Our main line of communication is email. However, a lot of people don't answer any emails. I'm not emailing them asking for how their goldfish is doing. I'm emailing about a certain work situation that requires a response, especially when I end it with, please let me know. What do you think? When you, when you end with a question, that, right. is, that is the right move. Right. Because then people feel like, well, I got to answer the question. Right. And the problem with email is we we have this like internal timer. Mm-hmm. Text, you got an hour. Mm-hmm. Email, you got a week. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, I, and listen, especially in our business, we email people. And generally, like when we're emailing someone, it's like we want something, but we also know that they just might not have an answer for us. They might not have an answer. They have a, a work schedule. Right. We we have no we, schedule. We at might all. send the email at three in the morning. Right. But we gotta wait until, you know, right. and a I, decent time to get a response back. Totally. And I used to say this especially to my brother. I remember when he was looking for jobs and when I was cold calling, I used to sell life insurance. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I used to say, It's never the first email, it's the third email. And you have to walk this line of pleasant persistence. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem with email. You, When you send an email, you got to give a week. I know they wrote, right? I know they wrote, please let me, let me know. But please let me know over email is different than please let me know over text. And it's different than call me. Sure. And also, please let me know isn't specific. Right. It's kind of a phrase. Totally. So, like, if you ask a specific question, 
Right. You'll get a specific answer. And I need to know end of day. That yeah. always helps. I, I just, I remember, I, I would say, when I would email someone, and especially with us with like going on stage, we mm-hmm. would email like bookers. Mm-hmm. So when you email a booker who's booking a show, you can't be like, I need an answer because you're hoping they're going to yeah, do you yeah. the favors. You're requesting something. Right. So what I always said is what I was when I would email someone, I would email someone and then I would put it in my calendar for three weeks out. I would literally put in my calendar, email again, this name. Okay. And then I would go to my email and, I, and the, the day would come three weeks later. No one writes back to their own emails. People forget, especially when they're asking for something. Mm. So then I would go to my own email that I wrote, and I would write back, pleasantly persistent, hey, just wanted wanted to follow up on this. Please let me know. Now, three weeks again. Yeah. Push it off. You have to be okay. If you are desperate, you will not get what you want. Mm Mm-hmm. One line that maybe uh, they could put on is... um, Cause it's cardiology, mm. so they could put. Please let me know. There are hearts on the line. Right, <laughs> right. If they put that, and that, that might get a response. Right, and that could be their fun thing. <laughs> that could be their signature. It's a good signature because it 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 it. it, it warn someone but then if they were like is there really hard no that's just uh, that's our saying here uh, you know sure we right. need we need more envelopes so we could send out different stuff right there are hearts on the line yeah, yeah. there are hearts on the line generally <laughs> right i agree yeah yeah j train podcast at gmail.com j train podcast at gmail.com here with rob hayes at rob hayes go follow on everything luxury lounge the fun train jared and special guest Here's my semi-specific New York City, Long Island complaint. Okay. I'm writing to you from the last Friday night train that is headed for the Hamptons. For about 45 minutes now, the millennial friend group at the back of the car I'm in, who are each seven beers deep, have decided to start playing music with the help of their new train friends and their Bluetooth speaker. We still have probably another hour and a half of being the fun train as deemed by the group. They're playing club music and singing along while telling people to dance. I'm all for a party night out. I just don't need my train to be the party. After a full week of work, I just want to watch my TV shows on my phone in peace or try to sleep under the good, awful, on, under the god-awful fluorescent lights. Why does the Long Island Railroad always turn into a party train? Where's the Amtrak quiet car when you need it? I really dislike my fellow millennials right now. I need an angry dad to tell them to cut the music and let us sit in peace. What do you think? I think, man, I've never, I didn't know party trains existed. So the party train, it's funny. This isn't the party train. Okay. What they're describing, and I think there's been a lot of videos on Instagram and TikTok there's a train that's like last out of Manhattan mm-hmm. to Long Island. Okay. That is like been deemed a party train because it's all the drunk people going home mm-hmm. to Long Island. It's their last flight out of Vietnam. Like it, it is. Gotcha. And so videos have been made to show like, look how drunk people are on this specific train. Gotcha. The problem is it gets a branding, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a marketing thing. Mm-hmm. And then other people go, we're on the last train. This is the party train, too. And it's like, no, 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 no. This happened because degenerates were degenerates. This happened because drunk people got on a train yeah. to go home to their 
parents' house on Long Island. Mm -hmm. So now this person is going to the Hamptons on the last train out because mm -hmm. they want to spend their quiet weekend in whatever Hamptons situation they have for them after a long week of work. And these people in the back are going, hey, we're the ones you make TikToks about. And they're like, come on. This isn't yeah. what this was meant for. Yeah. There's not a big bar. This isn't like a Virgin Atlantic flight with mm -hmm. Richard Branson in the back smoking a cig, handing you a martini. That would make some sense. This is just drunk people using something that happened out of kind of happenstance mm -hmm. and now defending it because they have this thing. Yeah. Does that make sense? This is the epitome of what this podcast is about. Right. Somebody headed to the Hamptons. Right. I love it. And has a complaint about uh, people being too drunk on the way. To go get drunk. To go get drunk. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. I get it both ways. I get like thinking I'm going to make this train lit for everybody. Right. I get. Oh, man, they're playing music. I'm going to join in. I'm drunk. Totally. I also get I am forced to be at a party with people who don't party like I party. Right. And and you know what? We could have gotten emails from every single person. Mm -hmm. The person in the party could go, can you believe there's people on the last train out of New York that don't want to have some yeah. dance music playing? Yeah, like and Netflix is going somewhere. <laughs> right. The party train is only tonight. Right, this choo -choo. is the only chance you got. Let's go. <laughs> Get in line. We playing. Right. Come on, ride that train. Right. In the back of the train. And you're in the front, like, looking back over your shoulder. But I do agree with them. They're going, I've had a long week at work. Mm -hmm. This train was my only option. I yeah. couldn't get out in time. I'm finally getting to the beach. I'm going to sit and have cucumbers over my eyes for the rest of the weekend. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden, this, like, Wall Street douchebag is, like, high on coke and going, I'm getting fucked up on the train. And you're like, this is not where I'm at. This is not where I'm at. If I wanted Stop. that, I would just, you know, walk around the city. <laughs> right. I, I, there's other places. Right, there's for places that. I can go and and be in that. And that, you know what? Sometimes, and you know what? You bring up a great point. This isn't the problem of the partier. This isn't the problem of the person who wants cucumber weekend. This mm -hmm. is the problem with the Long Island railroad system. Yeah. They need to understand this is going to happen. You have two types of clientele. Mm -hmm. You have the party train people and you have the non-party train people and they're sharing the same train. Yeah. You need to play into this. Mm -hmm. You need to make money off of this. I'm asking the Long Island Railroad to make more money. You Split have the train. Right. The back end, you promote it as you can party in peace. Move your caboose in the caboose. Right. Get the in the back. Right. They got stripper poles instead of the poles you hold on right. to. You no know? chairs. Chairs on the outside. Chairs on the outside. Right. The other one in the front, you're going to have that relaxing trip to the beach that you wanted. The front has an espresso machine. Right. You know, the front, the front. Tea. Is tea. Right. Yeah. Soft you can music. get hot water in the front. J train podcast at gmail.com, J train podcast at gmail.com here with Rob Hayes. At Rob Hayes, Boston, October 21st and 22nd, Luxury Lounge, preventative doctor visit bills. Mm. Love the podcast, your stand up and bachelor commentary. Thank you for providing a relief from all life's stressful moments. You're welcome. My complaint has to do with preventative doctor's appointments. Two years ago, I went for my checkup and asked about a couple of non-serious health issues during the appointment, one being a heart rate, uh, one being a high heart rate when I run, and the other was my seasonal allergies. 
I really just wanted description al- prescription allergy medication since it's cheaper than over-the-counter and we could all use a little extra money. That didn't happen, and my doctor also told me that the heart rate issue could be my Garmin watch and not my actual heart rate. I left the appointment feeling dismissed, and the following month I received a bill for the visit, which was supposed to be 100% covered by insurance since it was a preventative appointment. The doctor's office told me this was because I discussed health issues that aren't covered in my routine physical. That's annoying. Yeah. That's annoying because it's like, that means the doctor was like, oh, did you mention your heart rate? Write it up. Like they didn't, you know, it's the doctor going above and beyond to make sure you got charge extra. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like it's like being like, hey, do you know which way um, uh, Main Street is? And they're like, direction cost. Like, you know, this is, it's, it's like they could have asked their friend who's a nurse. Mm hmm. And not paid. They, they yeah, were. They, you know, it's like you want the doctor to be writing down notes, not like one of those waitress things with the like, <laughs> like when you go to a diner and they, right, they right. jot down all the different stuff and then they give you a bill. Like, that's what it feels like this doctor's doing. Right. It, it, it ruins the illusion that this person's actually caring about you. Yeah. They're like, oh, heart rate. I guess it'll be another 1050. Like, are we nickel and diming? Are we nickel and diming? The doctor's office told me this was because I discussed health issues that aren't covered in physical routines or routine physicals. At no, one, at no time was I warned. That's the thing. Hey, before you get started mm-hmm. here, if you have any questions, now we got to ring you up. The, it, it doesn't... I'd rather them have on the wall how much each question asks, <laughs> costs yeah. than to not know at all. Mm-hmm. Made a mental note to uh, to not ask any questions at the next appointment, which seems counterintuitive. Like, yeah, you're you're gonna fast forward to this year. My doctor brings up the same issues from the previous appointment, and I answer his questions, but don't ask any more since I learned my lesson from the last time. Then I once again a month later get a bill in the mail for discussing issues that aren't covered. See that I feel I would feel tricked. Oh. I call back and they give me the same explanation. I explain the situation after I fight it, and after I fight it, it was resolved. But sometimes uh, time is worth more than your money. Is it too much to ask for a little transparency and a doctor who cares, an aggravated patient looking for a new doctor? You got to ask, you're leaving that doctor. Yeah. You got to find a new doctor. Here's my issue with this is I don't think I would even know. They're taking advantage of people who won't call in. Mm Mm-hmm. They know they can get money out of this. Yeah. They know, and that's why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. It's not the first... The first time I would go, okay, I had no idea, just like yeah. they did. The second time when they go to my book and go, so how's the heart rate been? So how's uh, you know the other stuff you talked about? Oh, and then yeah. you go, heart rate's good. I'm not really worried about it anymore. And then they go, mm, got you again. It's like... Yeah, that's why. That's, and then what they're doing is it's probably... I can't imagine that it's $1,000. If you if you're doing that, that means your doctor doesn't love being a doctor, right? Because I want to talk to a doctor that's just so in the science and the body that they want to tell you about stuff, right? You know, I just wanted to spill out of them like, oh, okay, that's what's going on with you. You need to do this and do that. Let me know how it goes. Not, 
you know, oh, okay, let's see. Yeah, that's not in your plan. All right, right I can make a little on that. I can right. make a little on that. They've lost passion for the game. Come on, man. We see that get in comedy. In the business. Right? You see that in comedy. Well, how much am I getting paid for this? Okay, mm -hmm. there's certain gigs you want to know what you're getting paid, but you go, some gigs they go, yeah, we can give you $25. And you go, yeah, that makes sense for what the gig you're putting together. Yeah. And you go, thank you for trying to pay me something. But you go, you know, there's certain comics that will go, well, I don't leave the house for $25. And you go, oh, you've lost a certain passion yeah, for this yeah. thing. I'll leave the house for free. Right. But that I, doesn't mean that's what I'm worth. Right. You know, because sometimes I ask questions. How many people will be there? Does this venue have chandeliers? <laughs> right. <laughs> if there's chandeliers. If there's chandeliers, pay. then I know you paid a nice amount just to be in the building. Right. And that's where, again, the, you know, the money thing works all different ways. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, you don't want to feel taken advantage of as this person does feel taken advantage of. Yeah. You also want to know that this person, like, isn't sitting there, oh, they said pimple. Mm-hmm. 30 bucks. Like, 30 bucks on a pimple? If, yeah, because if you go to a doctor like that, what if they see something? What if right. they see something that's not covered? Now, Are they the, looking for that? Is can, that they not, can they not say it? It's like, right. oh, this person. Well, even this person they, is not talking about, they go, I learned from last time, so I'm not going to mention the problems I have. Yeah. And again, to go back at the, we, we, you know, the emailer sounds like, you know, money is a big, not, not even a problem for them, but they relate everything to money. Sure. I mean, which but that, is that okay. That doesn't mean they're going to let you nickel and dime them just because they got it. Right. That don't mean you just can, you know, grab that, at I, it. You can kind of tell this person, like, oh, I'm not going to spend my money on hearing about my heart rate again. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, maybe you need to let this go. Yeah. You know, Leave like. my heart out of it. <laughs> it's a lady that wants an email from somebody about a heart, okay? Right. <laughs> Have them exchange emails. That's right. She'll let them know. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. We are sponsored, people. I love the sponsor. It's a fall. It's, a, you know, seasons change. You need a refresh. Manscaped is the place to go. Don't have a hairy Halloween this year. Manscaped is here to fill your basket with the best goodies for below-the-belt grooming. I am a Manscaped user. I have the... The lawnmower 4.0 body trimmer. I have the weed whacker nose and the ear hair trimmer. I have all the soaps and bath products from Manscaped. And here's what I'll say, especially as a guy, you aren't brought up with these routines. You're not brought up with, hey, you gotta have a skincare routine. Hey, you gotta use this special soap. Manscaped has made this all available to you in a way that it never was before and i love that so you can feel good about yourself you can use products that are meant for below the belt region and you know yeah and if you're a lady out there listening might be a great gift for your partner because it's a fun way to be like hey mop it up down there right and then mm -hmm. they can go in the bathroom and have their own spot on and I'm going to give you some free money. Get 20% off free shipping with code JTRAIN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with code JTRAIN at manscaped.com. Say trick or treat to your beautiful new Halloweeny with Manscaped. I love that. Yeah. Right? It's that time of year. Mm -hmm. Need a little fix up. Got to trim downstairs. Manscaped has all, and it's cologne quality scent on the go. Uh, they're going to give you free gifts if you get the... Um, 
they have the uh, the platinum package. It okay. has it all. The platinum package has the lawnmower. I just talked about the weed whacker, uh, skin safe technology. It's all uh, shampoo and conditioner. This is all great. Mm-hmm. Platinum package 4.0 covers all your bases from head to toe. Okay, so J Train is the code at manscaped.com, 20% off. What a, what, that is what we call a deal, people. J Train podcast at gmail.com here with Rob Hayes. Rob, so awesome to have you back in the lounge. Yeah, really, thanks I love for the, having it, me. It's really great. Everyone needs to go, find, uh, go check out Sherman Showcase. Luxury Lounge, I hate my new laptop. Jared and Guest, Feather Feather. I write this to you furiously for my brand new work laptop, which has been in my possession for just half a day, which I grow to despise more with each passing hour. My MacBook Pro's battery gave out. Instead of replacing the battery, our IT department gave me a brand new laptop. I would have been happy about this, but instead of another MacBook, I received a Dell. You can't change... That's the problem. Oh yeah. You well, can't give a Dell an Apple. You can't give an Apple a Dell. You've 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 switched the languaging on them. I I knew it wasn't gonna be an Apple because she kept saying laptop. Right. Kept saying laptop, mm. and people who have MacBooks never say laptop. Right. They call them MacBooks. <laughs> right. Even when ha- even when the, talking even about the-, the MacBook, it's like my MacBook Pro. Right. My MacBook Pro's battery gave out, and yeah, I'm. They replaced my it new with work a laptop, and then yeah, they did. You're a right. A Dell. They didn't even say what it's called. Dell didn't name that laptop just no. plain old Dell. No. They didn't even learn the laptop's name. No, they don't give a. They shit. don't respect this laptop. Not at all. From the box being closed. I haven't. Wor- that's the problem. Mm-hmm. They they were. They they the company they work for lived beneath their standard. Yeah. And their standard is MacBook Pro, mm-hmm. not Dell. They were bringing MacBook professional work to a job that only can give them a Dell. I haven't worked on anything other than Apple products in probably 10 years, and I hate this thing. You're right. Okay. Aside from feeling like I need to re- reteach myself how to use everything, which all seems to function in a less efficient way, some of this stuff just straight up isn't working properly. It, well, now you're at, this is like when I fly United. Okay. Like when okay. I'm on Delta, I, nothing, I'm not looking yeah. at every little thing. When I get on a JetBlue flight or United flight, I am on there with my yeah. monocle staring into every crevasse Mm -hmm, of that flight mm -hmm. judging everything and not fairly this person is doing this a little unfairly which i agree with because they wanted the macbook pro sometimes you get on that united flight and you're like you really just want me to look at a headrest right (laughs) that's what you want me (laughs) to watch on the way home a headrest right uh important standard stuff like audio and color resolution are all messed up like the color resolution like they never would have noticed it if it was the same on the macbook they just hate this thing yeah i can't even save a word document as a pdf without getting an error message i understand macbook batteries are expensive and my other laptop was getting old but i'm going to be given if but if i'm going to be given a new machine it shouldn't require giving up basic functionalities or spending hours with the it department on shit that should just automatically work i'm just trying to do my job and this new laptop makes it 10 times harder give me apple or give me nothing i bet it is harder it is you know what well first of all you're learning a whole new thing mm-hmm. and it's here's the 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 real problem the knowledge that out there there's a better option yeah knowing that out there there's a computer that none of this would be an issue right now when you're used to a little rainbow spinning wheel mm-hmm. 
and then you get moved to an hourglass. Fuck that. You hate that hourglass. Right. You don't even think about your spinning wheel time <laughs> because you're like, this is this is the best. This is the wheel I've come to know. This is the familiar wheel. Yeah. Now the you're hourglass. back hourglass, you're in the past. Like, I remember growing up, my parents, like, went on vacation, and then they left me with someone, and then they put, and, like, and I remember they put, we, they made dinner, and instead of, like, transferring the food into Tupperware, they just put the pots and pans in the fridge and mm. covered it with tinfoil, and I was like, this is not how I live. Yeah. This is not how I lead my life. Yeah, Shelby's laughing. Yeah. This is a true story. I brought it up forever. My mom goes, You really didn't like those pe- that person we left you with? I was like, Yeah. It's like your parents going on vacation and not They didn't bring me anything? No, they... Oh, not bringing me on vacation? Shelby, <laughs> <laughs> my parents, you know, they were going, to, I could understand. They went on vacation. They're like, Fuck you, kids. We want our hey. own time. Yeah. And I'd Sometimes... be at home with some rando putting. Sometimes we were left pots. with granny. Right. Sometimes we was left with granny. My parents would, you know, but have it, their time. And you go, and, and the whole time I'm going, we don't live this way. But <laughs> we don't live with pots mm-hmm. in the fridge. Mm-hmm. But then when you're on a Dell, this is how you live. Yeah. You live this way now. And I, that's the frustrating part. I grew up in a, in a Tupperware home. Right. So I, I'm with you. Right. Because I've been over people's houses and seen a pan or a pot in the fridge and just think like, wow, they... Look how these disgusting they live people different. live. Yeah. Right. You're judgy. Mm-hmm. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Here with Rob Hayes at Rob Hayes on Instagram. Go follow Luxury Lounge over shares. Jared, Feather Feather, I'm a huge fan of the lounge and your other pods. I religiously listen every week. Well, thank you. Let's get into it. My luxury lounge complaint is about oversharers. I'm not a huge fan of small talk as I find it painfully awkward and unfulfilling, but I'm also not a fan of hearing people talk about their personal business every day. I have a coworker I work alongside with every day. She's a very pleasant person to be around, but she overshares about her life to me every single day and it honestly stresses me out. She never shuts up about how broke she is, what she does to get guys to send her money, and all about her hookups every weekend. Listen, I'm not judging, but I didn't ask to hear about the details on sexual acts you took in in order to get a guy to send you money so you can splurge on buying lunch today. I mean, this is very uncomfortable. Yeah. You're working with someone who makes around what you make. You're probably making similar money. If you're working this directly. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, I can't afford anything. So I just suck dick and get sent money. Like, you'd be like, I don't need to hear that. Yeah. I don't need that in my yeah, life. Yeah. I don't need to feel bad for you. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you mm-hmm. don't want to feel bad for someone you work directly with. Yeah. But also, if I chose to do that, I wouldn't bring it to work. Right. You, I'm not spreading that around. Yeah, I'm not spreading that around. The so lack now, of shame. Yeah, I'm now I'm, I'm next to this person who they feel like we're at that level. Right. And now you've, like, again, if they'll share this with me, they must think I'm an important person in their life and they're mm-hmm. not important to me at all. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just trying to get my work done and would rather not hear about your thoughts on the size of his dick. I mean, this is crazy. Hope there are other people out there that empathize with how annoying overshares are. I'm sure they're not in a similar situation because this seems very extreme, but I'm sure um, they never ask you about you and the conversation is always about them. I have more important things to worry about than, but they wouldn't know because they never ask. At this point, they'd be better off just running their mouth on a podcast, but unfortunately, I'm always the one at the receiving end of their diatribes. Anyways, keep doing the Lord's work. Thanks for listening to my rant. What do you think? I think, you know, this person seems like they're doing a solid mm. and not taking it to human resources. Right. Well, they are doing them a favor. I, you I, know? They, this is something you could complain about. Because they could, they could really get this person messed up. Mm. Here's, the pro- here's the real issue, I think, is this person, when you work with someone, they have you. Mm-hmm. You can't walk across the room somewhere else. You have to sit at your desk. Yeah. You work directly together. This person could tell their friends, but I'm assuming all their friends have left them. All their, you know, work is kind of, has, has, you know, it's why people fall in love at work. Yeah, that's the only, you know, straight woman who will talk to you. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, mm. because their time has been purchased by the company and somehow yeah. you have taken advantage of that purchase. Mm-hmm. So that's the frustrating part is like, if they had friends and family to tell, they would tell them, but they They'd don't. Tell them. And they have to tell you because you have been forced to sit near them. Mm-hmm. This would frustrate the hell out of me. Yeah, no, it would it would frustrate me. And also it would it would frustrate me because there would be other times probably where I would have an opportunity to be social mm. with other coworkers. And meanwhile, this person's yakking to me <laughs> on their, you know, right, they, their they, break time, their off time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so now the perception, you know, if I if I take my own break, now right. it looks like I had two breaks. Right. They have taken over all the time with their own stuff. And, mm-hmm. and this person says they never ask questions back. Mm-hmm, so they're mm-hmm. like, OK, now this has just been I've just tuned into your podcast without wanting without even subscribing to it. When I've had jobs, I've I would have been totally cool with this, because I right. don't want you to know about me. You're 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 better off just. I would rather to, yeah. don't yeah don't ask me about me, <laughs> right. and then I'm just you know hearing the stories from you. I, right, that's my ideal coworker relationship. Right, you you and you don't. I guess my only issue with this relationship is that you have to like look like you're listening all the time. Oh my god! Yeah, right. His yeah. dick is big. Wow, that is huge. You know, like what are you supposed to say? I guess the sadness level of their information, yeah, is, is yeah. has a big part to do mm-hmm. with this. Mm-hmm. J Train Podcast at Gmail dot com. J Train Podcast at Gmail dot com. Luxury Lounge. Keep your child's poop and pee off Instagram. Okay, Jared. Sending you all the feathers. I felt inspired to send you this particular complaint after I was scrolling through my Instagram stories in bed this morning and came across a previous colleague slash friend that has decided to document every single time her toddler decides to poop or pee around the house, on the floor, on the couch. I mean, this kid isn't doing well. Put the phone down. Right. Maybe that's Put why. Put the phone down <laughs> and pick up the hose. What are y'all doing? Right. And uh, uh, how about a diaper? How about a diaper. you know something to yeah. fix? They have a problem. This is a, yeah. it's cute once, you know, if it's every mm-hmm. time you go, hey, you're not parenting. You're Come just on. observing. They pull ups, not pull downs. Right. <laughs> on the floor, on the couch, anywhere except a toilet. She's trying to show her sla- hashtag real mom life and be funny. Ugh. 
No, it's Mm-mm. hashtag I'm not good at mom. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. Uh, I suppose, but I find it revolting. No one wants to see a puddle of your child's pee and videos of you running around the house dealing with this mishap. Please deal with it in private. Don't get me wrong. I love kids and I get sometimes they do gross weird things. This is the thing. You don't have to defend yourself. The yeah. idea that you have to go, I love kids. Yeah, you can hate yeah. this and yeah. also love kids. Yeah, loving kids don't mean loving their waist. Right. You know, you don't have to You don't have to love their, their pee and poo in order to love them. And yes, maybe I just can't relate to this social media trend of oversharing every single thing that your children do because I am a single 34-year-old woman without any kids. This is the part that gets annoying about social media. It's like... Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you don't understand as a mother. No, no, no. I understand class. I understand. I understand not seeing someone's poop on a daily basis that or I didn't sign up to see. Or else would have seen it. Right. Or else they would, it would have been on Nickelodeon. Right. It would have been out there. <laughs> we would, this wouldn't be a surprise. You're not, you're not breaking ground. You're, right. You are doing something wrong. Right. You are putting your kids' stuff out there. <laughs> There's a reason the bathroom is the most sacred. Right. You know, no cameras. Like, 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 because we have some, some certain things in our culture that we, we hold true. And one of those things is the bathroom. Right. That's your own space. I, this kid got to grow up. Well, that's the thing. I have had family in the past who are like this, posting every single thing, long dissertations, long captions, long, oh, you wouldn't believe what little blanky did today. And you go. Little, you know, like, and then I've held it against that child their whole life. Mm-hmm. Like, I've made fun of the kid mm-hmm. to the family member. Oh, little blanky, you know, like, I, I, yeah. I and I'm holding back names because I, I'm thinking of one specific person in my life. Okay. Like, the blank in the thing is. Oh, is, I is, see. Is, I thought they held on to their blanket too much. So no. they were little blanky. <laughs> I thought you were already right, that making was the fun of them a little bit. Little blanky. You, little blanky. Great rapper. <laughs> <laughs> great rapper i know I, I it's a and you go and we used to go to like dinners with this family and just be like oh look who made a poopy today and then the kid their whole lives i'll never forget that about them yeah it's on the kid it's mm. not because it's less the parent yes this person's writing it about the parent but i will always think negatively of the kid mm-hmm. for association with the person who does this to them what would be cool is if if you got the pictures and everything, you don't put it on social media. Then when that kid starts complaining, mm. starts acting a fool, mm-hmm. then you just show them all the, like, this what you did to the couch. <laughs> this what you did. And I couldn't right, post right. it because I have class. Right. But I, let me show you the stuff you put me through. Mm-hmm. Now you want a car? Right. You know? Look at look at how good I've been to you. Mm-hmm. Look at mm-hmm. and then you have friends who are now 18 I've seen all their feces. Mm-hmm. And they, their parents did that to them, and I didn't do that to you. Look at how good I was to you. Come on. It's, t- it's like you're blackmailing your own kid. Blackmail? You just, you just got I got all the on, info. I got dirt on you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a better way to go. Mm-hmm. I swear to God I could never do this if I was a parent. Isn't there such a thing as a TMI when it comes to bodily functions of children or anything remotely sensitive when it comes to uh, concerns child's life? Can't some things just live in private without the need to document it on the casual internet? I often feel like I'm the only person that is turned off by the social media trend and feel crazy sometimes. Am I wrong? No, I don't think, I think we agree. 
Yeah. Thank you for hosting a safe uh, hosting a safe forum to air what's bothering us. Sincerely, forever disgusted by what parents put on social media. I am with you. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. It's crazy what's going on. Do we have time for more? How many more? What do you think? Where are we at? One more. Let's do one more. I'll give. It'll be your choice, Rob. You you okay. tell me which title sounds best to you. Adults way too obsessed with ice cream. Mm. Sticky coasters, more beer, more problems. Siri gone rogue. Mm. Of those, are there any that speak to you? I want. I want to hear with the uh, adults to into ice cream I, thing. Is sticky coasters does sound enticing. Sticky coasters, I understand. Sometimes they don't come off the table, or mm-hmm, they do come mm-hmm, out. I, mm-hmm. There's coaster issues that are at. Or at hand, but let's do luxury lounge submission. Adults way too obsessed with ice cream. Yeah, let's do that one. Dear Jared, I'm writing you because I cannot fucking stand. <laughs> this person's mad. Okay. Cannot fucking stand how obsessed adults are with ice cream in Washington, D.C. This came to my attention over two years ago, January 2020. Right before the pandemic hit, it was certainly a bad omen. I was with a group of friends on Friday night for dinner. None of us were in the mood to drink, but we wanted to get a nightcap of sorts before parting ways. Given that it was a frigid winter evening, I naturally assumed this meant we would hit up a cozy coffee shop and enjoy some decaf or tea. Okay. No. What happened was that a group of individuals in their early 30s collectively decided to Uber across town to a sterile and aggressively lit ice cream shop that was designed to appeal to children. To make matters worse, everyone was basically getting off eating their ice cream, ranting and raving about the various flavors, swapping cones, etc. I decided to tag along, assuming they would have they would have coffee given that parents, which none of us were, frequent ice cream shops for, the, shops for their children. Not the case. They only had hot chocolate. I loved hot chocolate as a child, but it turns out a hefty serving of dairy plus sugar as an adult gave me a stomachache. Perhaps the same applied to my friends, but you certainly wouldn't know it at the time. Since this incident, I've noticed that people make dedicated Instagram posts about ice cream with literally zero acknowledgement that they are acting like kids in a candy shop. Also, this past winter, on a once again frigid day, I walked by an ice cream shop and it was literally packed with to the brim with only adults. And now that it's summer, you can imagine that ice cream shops are popping with adults only. The most popular one in D.C. has lines around the block and there is not a child to be found. I'm really sick of seeing adults regress to annoying children without even realizing it. I know this is controversial, but in my opinion, this is a huge blind spot in our society or at least D.C. What do you think, Rob Hayes? I'm I'm really surprised as cold as it gets in DC mm. that ice cream would be as popping as it is. I I am not surprised. Someone once told me, and this is how I get my information, that the most ice cream is eaten in New England. Mm. I am one to have ice cream year round. Okay. I understand having ice cream after dinner the way these people did. I'm more surprised by this person's delineation between who can and cannot have ice cream. Yeah. I don't think of ice cream as child's play. Yeah, I th- well I think it's it's everybody's play. Right. Everybody's in the ice cream game. Children are the ones spilling ice cream and, and getting the free Right. Ice cream. So some adults are gonna have to buy some cones just to make up 
for the for the because kids the breakage. it's a little dicey right 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 you know? it's, a, it's a mess I, I spilled a mint chocolate chip at the mall one time and mm. I would I will never happen again right I will never drop my ice cream no. again because it's it's embarrassing it's totally embarrassing it's a very childlike mm-hmm, look mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ice cream everywhere mm-hmm. melting sticky hands it's actually not a great snack for a kid no tough to handle you have yeah. to be athletic when you have an ice cream mm-hmm. especially on a hot day you gotta, you gotta be on this top side of you gotta it. on that side mm-hmm. you can't mm-hmm. you can't really forget about an ice cream kids yeah. they have it in their hand melty on the hands game over mm-hmm. i i the direction of their email i disagree with i know we're in the lounge i hear them they've been heard i don't think adults having ice cream is the problem yeah. The problem is there are new ice cream places that have opened that have flavors that are like crazy. Jenny's okay. has like lavender in their ice cream. And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, we have totally forgotten the children to market this to healthy, you know, uh, you know, not healthy Michelin star type adults. Yeah. It's almost like Marvel. All these Marvel and, you know, Star Wars. Mm-hmm, Star Wars mm-hmm. was a movie meant for 12-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And now we make, you know, they make a new Star Wars and everyone's like, well, where's the, where's the, you know, the, the where's the opinion on society? It's like, no, 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 no. This movie was made for a child. Yeah. Now, uh, now we've taken, now they make super serious Marvel shows, they make super mm-hmm. serious Star Wars shows, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they've forgotten the child that would like this at 12 years old to service yeah. this adult that is going to be disappointed no matter what. Same with the ice cream places. They're making rhubarb ice cream, and you go, no one was here for... Yeah. Where's strawberry and vanilla and chocolate? You know, it's it's like adults are insecure. Right. If they went to, you know, like a like a kitty looking ice cream thing, then they're like, Oh, I'm I'm acting like a kid. I need mm. to act like an adult. You're an adult either way. Rocky Road was made for the childlike wonder within us all. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Marshmallow, chocolate. Isn't there pretzel? What's in Rocky Road? What? It's yeah. Rocky Road is is it wasn't made by an artist. No, it wasn't made for an adult. No, no one would order those ingredients into. It was a child that was like, put all the chocolate, put all the marshmallow, put all the things I love in one thing. Mm-hmm. Now the flavors are, you know, lemon curd and alfalfa with <laughs> oat milk, and you go. No, 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 no. This is for children had by adults. It's still not going to be good for you. No matter no. what you make it made out of, it's still ice cream. If you like it, it's, still, if you like it, mm-hmm. it's bad for you. Probably. This lady needs to know when to leave. What do you mean? Because you already didn't want to get ice cream. Mm-hmm. It was time for you her to wanted, go. You went to an ice cream shop expecting coffee. That's hot in the cold place. Right. You know what I'm saying? They don't do coffee at right. the ice cream shops. You can't be surprised. You, you can't you, be surprised. You, it's you, not on brand for them. No, you can't go to an ice cream place expecting coffee. You can't go to a Chinese food restaurant expecting hamburgers. If you put your foot down and leave, maybe everybody is like, oh, wait. You know what? Where do you want to go? Right. Right. And maybe you 
get the coffee people and to then, come with you. Now you get the coffee people. The now, now this this divide has already begun. Right. Now you know where they stand. Now, and you won't get dinner with them again. Yeah. You'll go with your coffee people. Now if you get a, hey, we got coffee last time, let's get ice cream this time. Now you got a decision to make. Right. But if they're like, you know what? We don't want to end the night. The ice cream's across town. There's a coffee shop around the corner. Now you're getting coffee. Right. You got no one to bounce. You got no one to leave. It's no, the light is on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Time to get off stage. Yeah. J Train Podcast at Jimmy.com. Rob Hayes, thank you for coming on the Luxury Lounge. Thanks for having me. I love this podcast. Thank you. I feel like we help people. We are helping people. You I know. love having you on. The audience went crazy last time. I'm sure they're loving this episode now. Everyone go follow Rob Hayes at Rob Hayes on Instagram. Sherman's Showcase on IFC, second season, Boston, uh, October 21st and 22nd. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Thursday in the lounge. Keep sending your emails, J Train Podcast at Jimmy.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom. <laughs>